welcome to our, our podcast. I'm really Thank happy you. that you're here, that you took the time to talk to me today. Um, so how are you? How have you been handling the quarantine, first of all? What have you been doing? Well, you know what? I tell you, I was like, the past 12 years have been such go time, like just go, go, go all the time. And that's the way Toronto runs, the speed of Toronto, right? It's just, it's twice as fast as Vancouver and it's, everyone's trying to prove something. So when the COVID came, uh, I actually needed a break. Like I was just getting burnt out. And I was like, when it came, I thought it was only going to be a week or two weeks. And I was messaging my agent. I was like, I think I'm going to go backpack South America. And she's like, well, don't go too long. I don't think this is going to last long. And then sure enough, it's like month after month. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with this break. I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to go back to work. But it's been, you know, I've, I've had a lot of friends and that we've been just keeping in contact. So that's helped a lot. And then been doing a little camping, which has been my saving grace, which is. Oh, wow. Well, like where about like just outside of Toronto or just. No, actually on the island, which I should oh. be shush about because it's illegal. <laughs> 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 but it's just so convenient <laughs> right i bought this uh a rack for the back of my bike and a couple pannier bags mm -hmm. and so i'm able to strap on all my tenting gear and air mattress sleeping bags like bunch okay. of food and drink and yeah you just like you escape the city but you're right there still in the city so it's like it's it's the, a win-win it's really mm -hmm. cool that's really yeah. cool yeah um, really well i want to kind of i want to talk about your new movie obviously um love in harmony valley um, but before we get into that, um, who is Eric Hicks? Like, how would you describe yourself? Yeah. For those that don't know who you are. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a small town country boy. That's the biggest thing is like, we grew up in a, a valley town in Saskatchewan and there was only 1500 people. So it was really safe. No one locked their doors at night. And you, you just knew everybody. So you're, everyone says hi, everyone's making eye contact. And it was just a beautiful, a lot of family members, all my extended family on both sides were around. So it was just a really safe, supportive way to have an upbringing. And then that way I was able to focus on school and sports and friends and sleepovers and just a really nice childhood. But then it's like, you know, coming up to graduation of high school, you got to make this crazy decision about what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And the easier choice for me was getting into prosthetics and orthotics. So that was my initial path in life was, you know, healthcare. And so I did pursue that, but I realized quickly when I got certified, you know, I was, I wasn't happy and I didn't like the direction of the next 30, 40 years of my life. Mm -hmm. It was too easy and it was too planned out. And so something inherent within me is this competitive drive to always challenge myself. And I was like, well, what is something I can do that would constantly for the rest of my life challenge me? And I was like, acting is the hardest thing you could possibly do, but what I've always wanted to do. And I was like, it, it demands constant growth and constant learning in all aspects of life, studying human nature in every detail and history. And, and it's just a beautiful art form. And so it's been a beautiful journey like that, tons of learning and still a lot more learning to be done. But um, yeah, the biggest thing with me is I just love learning. I'm, I'm a knowledge junkie and I love people and I love socializing. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, tenacious and I'm a hustler. 
Mm. That's the best way to put it, I guess. <laughs> no, it shows too, because, you know, I, I watched this video that you put up on YouTube. Um, it was posted last year and it was, it's a, a video about how to get started in the industry. Yeah. How to make a full-time career of acting. And um, it, it, it's not an easy journey, obviously. It's, yeah. it's one that requires work and dedication. Um, so you said when this role was offered to you, the one um, in uh, Love in Harmony Valley, when it was offered to you, you were drawn to it because the character is from a small town and you're from a small town. Yeah. Um, when you go into roles for different movies or TV shows, do you think it's important to find a connection between the character itself and your real life? Well, one thing these days when you're, when you're making films is time is such a huge constraint. Mm. So I would say like when I'm doing theater work, I have a month to two months to prepare a character. And so I, in my training, do the most extreme things that are opposite of me all the time. And it's so much fun, but you have a lot of time to find the nuances in that person's life. But when you're doing films and television, you could be auditioning one day and start filming literally the next day. And so you don't have time to develop these very nuanced characters. So a lot of the time, what you end up booking is something that when you read that script and you read that breakdown, you're like, oh, this is, I can do this. Like, it's just so close to what I know about life and the way I am and my personality and what I exude that I know I can do this. And I'll throw in minor tweaks to myself to create different character to align better with that story. But for the most part, when I'm reading a breakdown in the scripts for the audition, I know right away, like 99% of the time, I'm like, this is my part. This is, this is my role. And that's how it works. Anytime I read something, I'm like, this is mine. I get it. But 99% of the time I'm reading parts and I'm like, uh, it's a bit of a stretch. I bet you they could find someone else better for this part. I'm like, I could do a good job of it, but I don't think I'd be the best for it. And it's all about servicing the story. So when I feel like I can service the story uh, better than anyone else, then I really fight for a role and it, it, it works out. It, it just kind of, that's the way I found things to be. Mm -hmm. So. And that was the way Love and Harmony Valley was. When I read the script, the character was from a small town and he was dealing with things that I can immediately understand and grasp. So for me, digging into these scenes, I had a certain confidence about it of this is me in a way. This is, there's an aspect of me that I can bring to this role to really service this story in this script. Mm -hmm. well, I guess my, my next question um, was going to be like, you know, what was, what was the process like in finding, you know, like every step of your journey, of your character's journey? Because um, in, in, in another interview, your co-star, Amy Marshall, who is amazing, by the way, um, she said that she... Amber Marshall, sorry. Amber, sorry, sorry, Amber Marshall, sorry. Um, she said that she knew every step of her character's journey. Um, uh, you know, what was the process like for you finding every step of your character's journey. I guess well, you can touch on that as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a little different for Amber and I because Amber was first approached with the script and the story. And so she had known about, she had access to the full script a few weeks before we started filming. But then she was telling me as well that the script changes kept 
the huge script changes from, you know, three weeks out to two weeks out to one week out to when we started filming and changed again. And so you're constantly evolving and developing your character based on these huge script changes. What I auditioned for, the scenes I auditioned for, weren't even in the film. So they, they completely rewrote it. So, you know, you're always kind of tweaking. But basically what I did is I took the entire script and I marked out every single detail I could find that was said about my character, that my character said, that just any details I could find. And I wrote them all down. And then, you know, it talks, there'll be a reference to my parents not being around anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to come up with a backstory, something that fits in alignment with all of the rest of this story, the way it's written. And so I started creating layers of, you know, using my imagination, creating layers of the story of this character and why these things were so personal and important for me to fight for. And then as the filming goes along, you know, nothing is shot in sequence. So, you know, you're shooting maybe the last, the last scene of the film on the first day. And you're like, well, we need to make sure that this, like, it all kind of works out in the end. So it's really important to have a, a, a good solid sense of the arc of the journey your character goes through. So my character started in a really tough spot. You know, he had to uproot himself from Silicon Valley where he was working to come back home, give up his job temporarily to take care of my sister and, you know, deal with Amber's character coming back into town. And there was a huge betrayal between her and my sister. So there's just a lot of conflict off the, off the top with my character when he's first introduced. But then, you know, you, you learn to reflect in life, you reflect and you forgive. And so that was a process of my character, seeing how he was open to acceptance and forgiveness but there's a part of you that doesn't want to let go of that. You know, your ego attaches onto things. So it was an interesting character. There was a lot of layers to really hang on to and grasp with, but it all kind of hung on who the rest of the cast was and how the director's vision of it all played out. And so I talked with Justin Dyke the first day mm-hmm. and I was like, so what are we looking at? Are we doing a classic, you know, romance film where you want it to be like cheesy, nice? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, we can go a little darker with this. And I'm like, wonderful. I'm like, awesome. (laughs) And so he gave me permission to to go a little deeper with the character. And that's kind of what I was looking for. And so for me, it was a really nice challenge in the, in the film and process. Hmm. So I want to, I, you, you were talking about it, how, you know, how challenging it was to, to, you know, the challenges being in this type of role. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to the roles that you've played in, in Cardinal, which is a great mm-hmm. show, Bad Blood, Quantico. Um, now, those roles are a little bit, would you say they're more serious than the ones that you've been, that, that you were portraying in yeah. this movie? Or? Yeah, they're, they're dramas. <laughs> they're drama. Okay, they're more dramas. So, yeah how would you describe that transition into stepping into a role that's not mm-hmm. as serious or as dramatic or, yeah. you know, as uh, rough, I guess, if you can put it. Well, I, I personally, to tell you the truth, those other roles are harder for me than this type of role, because in all of the acting classes I've been taking for the past 12 years, 99% of all those classes you take, they, they assign you scenes that are basically romance scenes with another woman. <laughs> and so I've, I've gotten pretty good at, you know, flirting with women and, 
and being a charmer and, and, you know, and living in that romance world. So for me coming into this, I was so excited because I don't get the chance very often to actually film roles where I get to be the romantic love interest. Mm -hmm. So this is actually, this is, I think the first time I've actually had that chance to do that. And so for me, it was really fun and liberating and uh, it was so much fun. It was just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So I think the dramas are a lot harder for me because very rarely in classwork do you get to create like work in the world of detectives and cops and, and procedural dramas. It's a different beast of a machine. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's it, really. It's just kind of, yeah. I, I, well, the teachers, they always, they always assign you partners with girls, and then you're always hoping that there's a kissing scene. And so, <laughs> you know, you're like, who am I getting paired up with this week? Are we kissing? Okay, good. <laughs> so it, it, was more, it was more liberating for you than, than more of like a, like a child. Well, yeah. It's not, you know, a lot of the scenes too, when you're training, doing a lot of training, it's the emotional climaxes of a film or a TV show. So you're doing a lot of heart wrenching, like your world is ending kind of scenes. Mm -hmm. And then this is just a little softer. So you don't need to kill yourself filming it. And I'm like, oh, that's just, it's joyful. There's really beautiful, joyful, fun, playful scenes. Mm -hmm. And that, that when you're on set, that's just such a relief. You're like, oh, today we're going to do this really fun, lovely scene. <laughs> you're like, I don't need to cry. Beautiful. <laughs> check, done, done. Yeah, check mark. Yeah. All right. So I want to go back for a second. Um, I was watching the video that I mentioned earlier. Um, and you said that when you were in seventh grade, um, you didn't enter a talent show because you thought, you, you were afraid of what people might think of you or, you know, you're afraid of the judgment or whatever it was. Yeah. Do you think, you know, that you're still, you still have that inner voice, that inner critic that, that's there that's saying like, what are people going to think if I, if I do this role or do yeah. this movie or this show? Is it yeah. That <laughs> of course it's always there. I mean, that's, that's the fear complex in all of us, that, that ego insecurity. Mm -hmm. But it's the opposite of what art needs to be, you know, to make art for the love of making art as opposed to what other people are going to think about it or judge you for it. And to just kind of give yourself permission. But in that same aspect today, you have to be hyper aware of everything you're putting out there. I've been offered roles where I play um, LGBTQ characters and I'm like, now is not the time for me to be, I'm like, there's other people that need that opportunity. So I'm not going to take that away from someone else. So it's just kind of uh, getting educated on the way the world is and, and a little more aware of the choices we make and what we do. So when I say no to something these days, it's an educated choice. It's not based out of fear. So that's basically the only difference. But a lot of the time I'm able to recognize that fear. So when I'm coming up against something in that same aspect as the grade seven talent show, I, I clock it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, there it is again. I'm like, I'm ready to bail on this project or this play or this performance because I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough. And then I, I, I clock that and I throw it away and I'm like, keep your head down, do the work and just trust the process. Trust that whatever happens is going to be enough. And then whenever I do it, 
it's like more than enough. I'm elated and I'm like, oh, like, thank the Lord I did it. <laughs> like, that was the best decision I ever made. And so I've learned in my life to remember that feeling and that process. And because it's going to keep coming up every single time. And so you just have to override that. And it's, it, that's just a part of being an artist is to mm -hmm. deal with that on a constant basis. Right. And how long, how long did it actually take you to, to recognize that voice and to recognize like, okay, mm -hmm. I need to, I need to go yeah. full, full into this, into this project or mm -hmm. whatever the case might be. Yeah. I think probably around like, I remember I was taking these acting class. I can't remember how far into my, my training it was, but maybe three to four or five years kind of thing. And there was just this point where I was in class one day and I said, you know what? I'm just going to throw it all away and, and just trust that I'm enough to not have to entertain, to not have to put anything on, to just be there as myself, to feel like I don't have to do anything. And it was scary, extremely scary. But I, I clearly remember that very first time I did it. And then when we watched the film, the, 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 the scene back, I was blown away at how much filled the screen when I just trusted the process, when I just trusted that I was enough. Mm. And so that was a big, that was a big moment. And then there was one other big moment and that was seven, about almost seven years into my, into my career. And I had a girlfriend at the time and she just kind of called me out saying, you have limiting beliefs about yourself that you're not good enough right now. And so I thought of, I, I got really defensive. And then in a couple hours later, I was thinking about it. I was sitting at the park by myself and it occurred to me, I was like, she's absolutely right. I had been saying to myself that I will be good enough or I will just keep working. And then when I'm good enough, someone will find me and give me work. And I was like, to me, it made rational sense. I was like, I'm just going to keep getting better. And then I'll get so good right. that people will want me to work for them. But what I realized is that was limiting me in that I was afraid of entering the world of film and television and being seen on a public light for fear that I wasn't good enough. And so all I did is I had to change my belief that I am good enough right now, just as I am, right. and that I am deserving to be a working actor right now, to be paid for my craft and to make a living off of this. And the second I made that decision, I went into an audition with John Comerford and Lisa Parison, but it was John in the room. And I did my scene. He's like, he just crossed his arms and he leaned back. And he's like, what's your story? He's like, you're really good. And I'm like, and I told him that about the limiting belief thing. He's like, okay. And then the next audition they brought me in for was for Cardinal. Wow. And like, voila. Wow. It just took off. And it was, that was the, that was a huge change, but that it was a two-step learning how to trust yourself, let go and just free fall and trust that you're enough. And then number two is to walk, to really check in with your limiting belief systems about yourself and to know that you are enough just as you are and you're deserving to be working right now. Mm, I feel like that's, that's um, for every, for any career really, like, especially not during the pandemic, I feel like it's, you are enough. Like you don't need to prove yourself to be more than what anybody else need, uh, expects from you, or, yeah. you know, 
just as you are, just as you are right now, right in this moment, you are enough. I have some friends um, that run a campaign called the letter U, the letter R, enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah, do a bunch of charity, a charitable, uh, it's a charitable organization. And so I've been working with them for, I think, four or five years now. And it's just beautiful. We got these t-shirts made and in pink, it says, you are enough across the chest. And I wear it to the gym. I wear it everywhere. It's my favorite shirt. And everyone just looks and they're staring at the shirt and they're like, oh, and it puts a big smile on their face. And you can just see them thinking about it. They're like, I am enough. And I'm like, yes, exactly. You are enough. So I want to go back. I want to go back to the movie for a second, because um, it's set to be released later this month. I'm not sure what date yet, but um, for the fans that have been following you in these um, mega TV shows, um, maybe new fans, maybe older fans, what what do you hope that they that they take away from this movie? Well, this one is more of uh, a family friendly, uplifting kind of film. Okay. So the biggest thing in this is forgiveness. I mean, that's a huge theme in this, but another theme in it, in it is, you know, coming up against resistance in your life and how do you handle that struggle? And so this character, Will, he comes up against a lot of, a lot of walls that he has to overcome and he gets to a breaking point where he just calls it quits. He's going to move back to Silicon Valley and, and he's done with this whole trying to save and help everybody kind of thing. He's been discouraged. And this is something that we all come across in our lives. But what happens is he has a friend come and console him and talk him through it and support him through this whole process. And so just by talking through it with his friend, he's able to come to new realizations that there's always a way as long as you persist, you know, it's all about patience and persistence. And so it's a big theme in this is that if you persist and you're patient, that things will work out in the end. And so in it, you know, spoiler, spoiler alert, it does work out in the end. And it's just a beautiful, feel good, happy ending. But it, it was a long, hard journey to get to that point. And so that's kind of the biggest thing I wanted a viewers to take is to don't give up the fight. You know, even, even, you know, it happens, you want to give up, just keep going for it, keep fighting for it. And it will give at the end. Right. Yeah. And um, so what, what would you want people to know about you that they might not know? What do you want people to know about you? <laughs> coming into the you know like being an actor is not easy like it, it's yeah, no. you're, you know canadian or from toronto or wherever you're from um it's not an easy journey yeah. but what would you want people to know about you i think the biggest thing is appearances are deceptive and so people see me and they think that everything is easy or everything is great and peachy and i'm like everyone goes through the same struggles in life it doesn't matter what you look like what you act like what you present to the world when you're at home alone by yourself it's you and yourself and so to understand that we as a society we're way more similar to each other than we are different and so for me the one thing i want people to understand about me is that i want the absolute best for everyone not myself, not just myself, but for everyone. And so when you meet me, to understand that 
it's nothing but love coming from me in, in everything I do. It's, it's to share and to give. And even if that may be, may seem like a criticism, it's not a criticism. It's a, it's, it's a positive, you know, positive, I don't know, influence, a positive change. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's not meant because I, I, well, I'll let you know, I'm a vegan, right? right? And so that's something that's a hot topic in the world. And it's something you can't point fingers at people about because I used to eat meat my whole life. But it's like, you know, personal revelations and personal change. And it's something that you want to share with the world. It's something when you learn something new, you want to share that wisdom and pass it on. But that can come off as really forward. And so learning how to, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of a little lost in how to explain it all. But hmm. biggest thing i guess just to be understanding Mm. you know that's the biggest thing is to there's a great quote and it's you know seek to understand not to be understood right Mm. you know so really seek to understand others and so i i really do apply that in my life i try to put myself in other shoes and really deeply try to practice empathy and compassion and seek to understand Wow, that that's a, that's pretty um, that's kind of deep though for for acting. I feel like it's very it's very um relevant because mm-hmm. I used to I well in my undergrad I did theater as well. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> I understand. I have a degree like a minor in theater, so I understand like you know always wanting to seek out, always wanting to learn more, like you said before, and always wanting to to grow. That's, yeah. that's the most important thing so um i think that's that that's perfect like i i think people would want to know more about you through through your platforms and through you know whatever upcoming projects you have next um is there anything else that you're working on um i have another film coming out uh it's a sci-fi action film which is just mm-hmm. like that was the most fun i ever had doing a film i'm i'm a physical kind of guy and that we just got to beat up a bunch of people and do a bunch of fights and it was the best but that's coming out I, it's not going to be till 2021 there's no date announced yet but other than that no works in the project or no projects in the works right now just back to the auditioning board and I'm just enjoying my downtime still so it's just we'll just kind of see what happens and uh, go with the flow but yeah it's is there anything that you're looking forward to now going forward? You know, I'm not sure if you, other aside from upcoming projects or anything, is there anything that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'm setting my sights on doing a lot more theater coming up. And so uh, Soul Pepper has a program. Um, they bring in a certain number of artists from January to May. And it's an intensive training program to create new pieces of art, to learn how to create impactful art. And so I'm really trying to get myself situated in with Soul Pepper. And that's, that's been a goal of mine for quite a few years. And so I've just been going around watching as much theater as I can all across Toronto and Shaw and Stratford and just getting myself immersed in that world a little deeper. There's something just, the, 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 the talent in the theater world, it, it blows my mind. In Toronto, it's the artist, the art coming out of here is world-class. A lot of my favorite plays I've ever seen have been in Toronto. And, you know, I've been to Broadway quite a few times and I'm still, I'm like, wow, Toronto. <laughs> so 
it's a slow process, but that's something I'm really, really uh, putting my energy towards is theater. Mm. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you so much for talking, taking the time to talk to me today. I'm, I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the movie when, when it gets released later this month. Um, and for those who haven't seen you in, in you know, movies, there's, there's yeah. um, Cardinal, you did Cardinal on CTV, there's Quantico, um, there's a bunch of, of TV shows, um, and yeah. I hope that people can check it out soon to know more about you. Really appreciate taking the time today.